Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. So glad you're here with us, and I'm so thankful to be your host for this episode. We're going to be looking at names and loan words. And what this is, this serves as an internal testimony to the veracity of the Old Testament, primarily. You could say New Testament as well. But... Uh, you know, like Jesus was a very ubiquitous name in the New Testament, Mary, Peter, others. And so this would tend to say, well, this is not mythological. And uh, But let's say in the Old Testament, like certain loan words, if a setting is in Aramaic or in uh, Egyptian or Egypt, you know, or Babylonian, and that's where the setting is, is Babylon. Well, that tends to corroborate the veracity of the text, especially from the time period, because a forger writing a few centuries later may not know those loan words. Bill Cooper uses this argumentation with devastating effect in some of his writings. So let's get started. We're on page 80 of the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden Geisler. Great book. So glad you're here with us. Let's look what it has to say. Names and loan words. The Old Testament documents are well grounded in historical reality and give an accurate reflection of historical people, places, and events took place in the context of everyday life. The renowned Old Testament scholar Robert Wilson has pointed out, and I guess it would be Robert Dick Wilson, incredible linguist, 46 languages he knew, has pointed out that there are 26 kings mentioned in the Hebrew Old Testament. And the spelling of the names of all but three are virtually identical to what has been deciphered in inscriptions written by the kings themselves. So that's amazing. These names were copied with great accuracy over the centuries. Of than 20 consonant letters present in these names, none are out of their correct order in scripture. That's amazing too. This precise transmission stands in stark contrast to a complete document written by an Egyptian priest named Manetho, very famous, in approximately 280 B.C., he writes 140 names of the kings of Egypt, but only 49 are recognizable when compared to relevant monuments and inscriptions. So I would say that's fantastic. If you're not acquainted with like scientific investigation of the Old Testament by Robert Dick Wilson, it would be very helpful for you. It's a great book. He was considered one of the smartest men who's ever lived. According to Wilson, over 40 kings of Israel and Judah are mentioned in the prophetic and historical books of the Bible, and all these have been verified and found to be listed in the correct order when checked against historical records of the surrounding nations. And that's significant. Another line of evidence supporting the historical reliability of the Old Testament is the use of foreign words by biblical authors. The use of these words gives proof of the date and order of the documents. For example, early chapters of Genesis use a number of Babylonian words, while Egyptian words are used in the later chapters, where Joseph is in Egypt, and then eventually the family. Solomon's writings contain Indian and Assyrian words. During the time of the kings of Judah and Israel, one will notice a return to Assyrian and Babylonian terms. In addition, the books of Daniel, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Chronicles introduced numerous Persian words into the Bible, and this is what you'd expect. These of Aramaic in one verse in Jeremiah and half of Ezra and Daniel reflects the evidence that Aramaic was the common tongue 
in Western Asia, commonly used in business transactions at the time. The use of different words and languages in the Old Testament is reflective of the nation that was in power in that day and also where they were located. It would be highly unlikely that the books of the Old Testament were written by authors at a later date than the events they describe. Some critics claim such writers would have been required to know the language and customs and loanwords of earlier time periods. This information would not have been known or available to them centuries later outside the biblical testimony, especially the days before computers. So, uh, so when they're in Persia, when they're in Babylon, when they're in Egypt, ancient Near East, they're, they have loanwords and customs from those areas tends to prove the word of God. And uh, it's one of just so many reasons why I think the evidence just leads so conclusively to the word of God being true. I pray you would find that as well. Hey, you may want to listen to our playlist or share it and uh, leave us a five-star review and subscribe. That would be great. You may want to make a journal or notebook of things you learn every day. You'll have an incredible resource, power-packed apologetics library in no time at all. Hey, join us again tomorrow. God bless. We love you. Bye-bye.